We've learned a lot about the human body during the past century and a half. For example, Darwin thought the cell was basically a blob of jelly. Geneticists with scanning electron microscopes have outgrown that simplistic idea. But let's look through the lens to see what's really going on. On a previous program, a Nobel Prize winning scientist said, The principle of purpose stares the biologist in the face wherever he looks. During these next few minutes, we'll look for purpose in a specific part of creation as we present Truth in the Test Tube. In Darwin's lifetime, scientists thought cells were nothing more than tiny building blocks, like bricks in a building or passageways for specialized juices. Some textbooks still make the cell seem like a plastic box containing gelatin with a few pieces of fruit floating inside it. But improved microscopes have shown many interesting details. First, the shapes of various cells differ greatly. Muscle cells are long and spindly. And most nerve cells look like deranged octopi. Skin cells are flattened rectangles. And blood cells are round. In his book, What Darwin Didn't Know, medical doctor Geoffrey Simmons adds, Many cells are extremely flexible. Some can stretch to double their size and others shrink to half. Billions ride the currents of the bloodstream every day, tumbling, surfing, floating and swimming. He adds, Some can suddenly latch onto a cell wall as if it were lined with Velcro. Others can slip in between cells to fight intruders. Some bring manufactured products. Others take them away. Certain cells are heavily armed and patrol the blood vessels for signs of intruders. Some make antibodies and communicate with each other to coordinate their attack. Many secrete substances to raise body temperature. What else do high-powered microscopes show about cells? It's not just the interior of cells that are specialised. Cell surfaces also have assigned functions. Some have thousands of cilia tiny waving projections moving irritants out of the lungs or moving nutrients along the digestive tract. Cells in the inner ear have microscopic hairs that respond like tuning forks to specific notes. Specialised cells monitor the environment for potentially dangerous chemicals and toxins and allergens. Other cells regulate important details such as monitoring blood pressure and heart rate, sensing changes in body temperature or adjusting concentrations of salts, nutrients and water. How many kinds of cells are in the human body? There are 200 known variations. They range from microscopic red blood cells to long, skinny nerve cells that stretch from the base of the spine to the foot. Some cells prevent infection, others fight infection. So 200 kinds of cells do a wide range of functions. And every cell contains an estimated thousand million compounds. They include approximately five million different kinds of proteins. These proteins can have more than one function or electrical charge. They all know where to go and how to get there, when to do it, how fast to react and when to stop. Amazing! I've read that cells communicate with other parts of the body using both chemical and electrical messages. Yes, Certain nerve cells signal pain and heat or cold to the brain. And other nerve cells quickly carry the response back to muscles, joints and ligaments. Heart cells use electricity to make heart muscle cells contract in unison. And chemical messages from a variety of sources control the heart speed. 
Don't chemical messages also tell the thyroid, adrenals and other glands to speed up or slow down hormone production? Yes. In the section entitled Cell Components, Dr. Simmons says, Like an industrial complex, a cell has numerous factories called organelles. They all contribute to the making or use of proteins, carbohydrates, lipids, fats, hormones, vitamins, salt and water. One website contains a comment that the various cells and organs of the body act as if they all know and what they need to do to keep the body alive and well. Each cell acts as if it contains an instruction book. Messenger RNA carries the instructions from a gene or genes to the workplace, where workers, called riposomes, read the instructions, collect the appropriate amino acids, and begin manufacturing a specific protein or proteins. Somehow, these messengers know which genes have the instructions, how to transport them, and where to deliver them. He continues, in like manner, the workers are able to read the message and carry out the instructions. When the product is complete, it folds itself spontaneously and is loaded onto or into a complex tubular system that delivers it to the proper destination, either within the cell or to the cell's shipping port. Each cell wall seems to know what substances to let pass through it and what substances to stop. Yes, the cell membrane is solid enough to keep water in and keep intruders out. Yet it's semi-permeable to allow certain nutrients to enter and to allow wastes to exit. The cell membrane is self-sealing. One can puncture the wall with a microscopic needle and it will immediately close up. The side facing the capillary, the smallest blood cell in the body, is covered with loading docks that have various structures to receive a long list of products. Passageways to the cell interior can resemble long hallways, conveyor belts or sieves. The remaining sides of a cell tightly adhere to neighbouring cells by a special glue that's made at the border membrane. In many instances, these membranes can bend, stretch, flex, stiffen, bulge and retract. Each cell contains several monitoring systems. For example, kidney cells constantly change their hormone production to adjust for salt and water needs. If a cell is injured, it sends a distress call to have it repaired or replaced. If the body is chilling, metabolism increases to increase warmth. If the body is overheating, metabolism slows to allow cooling. Forty or more types of enzymes exist inside a particular set of chambers called peroxisomes. Each one has a very specific responsibility to snip this, attach that, glue those or speed up some chemical reaction. Some are secreted at specific times. For example, the pancreas activates when food needs digesting. Enzymes know their target, work within a fraction of a second and then self-destruct. Materials pass in and out of cells in a variety of ways. In some locations, they travel in one direction only. In others, there's an exchange. Specialised cells remove nutrients from a gut using a particular mechanism for each type of material. White cells surround bacteria or harmful debris. Other specialised cells actively remove waste items from the blood and expel it through the urine. So, more than 200 kinds of cells all have specific assignments. Dr. Simmons says each cell is also a combination metallurgist, pharmacist and chemist. 
It handles and stores a number of vitamins, chemicals and toxic materials and is able to release whichever one it needs. He uses the expression, the whole package phenomenon. If I remember correctly, the whole package phenomenon means all the parts have to work together as a coordinated, cooperating unit. That's right. In his words, knowing how to store, retrieve and transport these items had to come about as a whole package phenomenon. It just couldn't be the result of separate systems that luckily came together. He adds, what remains overwhelmingly impressive is that the single cell can do more than our most powerful computers, that it can be completely different from yet totally compatible with its neighbour cells, and that every function is predetermined on a sub-microscopic level. There was a lot of information in that one sentence. Please repeat it to help me absorb all of it. What remains overwhelmingly impressive is that the single cell can do more than our most powerful computers, that it can be completely different from, yet totally compatible with, its neighbour cells, and that every function is predetermined on a sub-microscopic level. And he concludes that often the thousands of millions of results are a domino effect. One development leads to another, to another, and to another. The activities of individual cells are amazing enough, but the way they work together is even more impressive. The various processes of the cellular orchestra make beautiful music together, because a combination of electrical and chemical conductors lead the orchestra. That sentence summarises our discussion poetically. The various processes of the cellular orchestra make beautiful music together because a combination of electrical and chemical conductors lead the orchestra. The harmonious way that these conductors and the individual instruments behave seems to indicate that there was a composer who arranged the various cells of the body. This composer seems very much like the God that the Bible book of Psalms applauds in the words, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. You've been listening to Truth in the Test Tube, looking at truth through the twin lenses of the world that God created and the Bible that God inspired. Our email address is testtube at radio882.com. That's testtube at radio882.com. Or if you prefer to write, our postal address is Truth in the Test Tube, P.O. Box 4320, Bangalore 560043, India. Once again, that's Truth in the Test Tube, P.O. Box 4320, Bangalore 560043, India. We'd be happy to hear from you and feel free to send your questions and reactions to what we said today. And do join us again for additional episodes of Truth in the Test Tube.